All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. Today, guys, we wanted to take you back maybe a little behind the scenes look at uh, events that we host. We we host masterminds throughout the year. Quarterly, we host these in-person masterminds. Um, in particular, this, a few weeks ago, we did a almost a a modified version of our mastermind and uh, events that we host called the Kingdom Business Advancements. And if you guys haven't been a part of one of these, you got to get yourself there because yeah. these are great, man. It's so great to get people, uh, people flew in throughout, from all over the country uh, to spend some time with us. And we wanted to share with you just a segment that I did. Um, it's about maybe, I don't know, 20, 25, 30 minutes long or so. Uh, but it's just a segment that, as you guys know, we're very, very passionate about the kingdom economy or may I even say lack thereof, right? Right. Uh, and what we really mean by that is you guys understand Jesus is king. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he is king. He rules and reigns over everything. And, and, and the suffix of that, dumb, king dumb, means a, um, a state or a bean. Not dumb. Not, not D-U-M. Oh, oh. Um, B. <laughs> Speaking of dumb. Um, but, um, but it is a state or a, of, or a, a bean, right? Like uh, stardom, freedom, boredom, but also kingdom. It's God's present rule and reign. And then when you think of economy, and I, I break this down in this segment, um, from the United States standpoint, we think of the economy where it's measured in gross domestic productivity. Activity, right? Keyword productivity. And as as Christians, as kingdom entrepreneurs, we are called. The first commandment was to be fruitful, right? To be productive, right? Because yeah. I I really believe that you can be, uh, pr- you can be productive without being fruitful, but you cannot be fruitful without being productive. And if we have this understanding and really know what that actually means, uh, we can create the kingdom economy. And here's the reason why, guys. I throw some of these stats out, but I'm just going to reiterate this. The Muslim community, okay, the uh, those of the Islamic faith, they are so loyal to each other that $1 exchanges hands 14 to 16 times before it ever changes uh from a person of another faith right yeah. so if i'm if i'm muslim i'm gonna i'm so committed and loyal to my faith mm-hmm. and to my brother in arms that that i'm gonna i'm gonna choose to do business with them this right. is why we see so often um they can come into a, a, a community and literally within three years they dominate it right and and that guys just think if you really truly think about back to the the original mandate to be fruitful to multiply and have dominion. Mm-hmm. So many other people are doing this. Why in the world are Christians not doing this? Right. It's very, very simple and basic. The Jewish uh, economy, 10 to 13 times, $1 will exchange hands 10 to 13 times before ever leaving their faith. Right. In the Christian economy, mm-hmm. ugh, I hate even saying this, it's it's zero to one. Yeah. Zero to one, guys. Uh, this starts doesn't take much to even it, get like three or four. It doesn't, man. It just takes some intention. That's right. all it really takes. Yeah, that's, and, that's what I was thinking when you were naming yes. those stats. Yes. That specific intentionality. And yes. if you actually care about something, they care about their faith. They ca- care about their culture. Mm. They care about the people in their community. Yes. So I'm going to sow into them. I'm going to purchase something from one of their businesses. Yes. And I know because they care the same way I care that they're going to go and so into somebody else in the same community. You got it, man. You got yeah. it. And that's, uh, we are called the sow on good soil, right? right? And, and and so when we do that, uh, we have to become intentional with where we're sowing our dollar, which is why we're very passionate about creating the kingdom economy, creating even a platform for you to find other 
Christian business owners? Like, how do I even know, right? If you're in your local church, uh, does your church have a directory of who you could sow into? Right. A lot of them, unfortunately, we're finding out don't, which is one of the things that we are doing. We're resourcing up the local church to be able to uh, communicate effectively to their congregation, to their members of, hey, if we're going to, if I'm going to hire a plumber, if I'm going to hire a designer, if I'm going to hire a photographer, if I'm going to hire a roofer, why in the world, why in the world would you not want to sow into your brother or sister in Christ, um, assuming that they're providing a good product and a good service? Because right. unfortunately, that's not always the case yeah. when it comes to Christians. Well, all we could do is our part, though. Yes, exactly right. If somebody is claiming to be a Christian and they're really not, they're not really sowing into the kingdom themselves, that's between them and God. It is. It definitely is. And so uh, we do our part. We want you guys to do your part and tune in to this segment again here, um, which is a little bit of behind-the-scenes look of of our of our in-person masterminds. And if you guys want to be a part of those at any time in the future, we have some epic things in store for our community here leading into this next year. Uh, as always, visit joinkingscouncil.com and enjoy this week's episodes. We'll see you guys. See ya. I always like to just start the, uh, each one of these days out with just understanding like what our intentions are. Right? And I just, I'd like to take a moment just to like spend some time with this and really think, like, what are my intentions here? Why in the world did I come here on a Saturday, right? on Veterans Day, which, by the way, thank you. Do we have any vets in the room? I know we got a couple. Mr. Graham Allen's in the room. Jacob, all right, fantastic. Honor to you guys. Um, yeah, it's just amazing we get to live in this incredible country. This, this, of, of all countries that we do get to live in, it's here. And, and I just think it's so incredible that if we, if we look across just the entire world, the earth as we know it, it's just like there's so much chaos, there's so much poverty, there's so much ickiness going on, yet we still get to live in this country. And it's something I think that a lot of us get to, not get to, but we do take for granted just because of the, the resources, the abundant resources. I mean, we're spoiled little brats if we, if we really think about it, right? And, and this is something that I, I believe God has really laid upon my heart, and I know um, others with, with Christian and Scott and, and Josh Latimer. There's Scott. <laughs> um, I like Scott. Um, but this is something I think that's really just put on our heart. It's like, man, we've been given this ability, this incredible ability uh, to create wealth, right? We know that it's God that gives us. Deuteronomy tells us that. It's, it's him that gives us that ability. So then why aren't we doing it, right? And I, I don't really believe everybody on the earth has that ability, right? It's, 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 we understand that there's people that are living in, in Myanmar that are just, that are being trafficked, that are, that just don't have the accessibility that we have here in America. And I think it's something that when we really understand this and we, and we become intentional. So when I, when I mentioned like, what are our intentions here today? We got to take this seriously. We really need to take this seriously, but there's a fine line. There's a fine line between us chasing after the things of the world versus chasing after the things of the kingdom, right? And, and this is where, of, of all scripture, of, and of all things for, for Jesus to actually compare who we're going to serve throughout the Bible, there's, there's two things. He says you are going to serve God or you're going to serve money. Or a, more, a proper, properly, proper interpretation would be mammon, right? And that's the spirit of money, that, that, that power that it has over us. And so my intentions today, I, I know, I hope you guys all have uh, your personal intentions, but my intention, just selfishly, I'll say this, is to really understand what this kingdom economy actually is. 
Okay, I know you guys, some of you have heard me talk about this before, but here's the reality of the situation. As Christians, we really suck at this. We really, really, really suck at, at pouring into each other. Right? The Bible gives us a, a clear understanding of, of, of principles of sowing and reaping. And if we actually abided by these things, life would be, wouldn't be that hard. It really wouldn't be. And as Christians, of all religions out there, we are the ones that are the worst at this. Yet we serve the creator, the source of all of the resources, yet we're the worst at this. Like, how, how can this possibly be? Well, I, I do understand we have an enemy that that has infiltrated the church, infiltrated the minds of believers. He's done a pretty good job at it. I hate giving him any credit at all, but he's done a pretty good job at it, right? And it's time, the time is now where we, we have this revelation and we understand like, okay, I've been given this ability to create wealth, so what am I gonna do with it? How do I know if I'm serving God or I'm serving mammon in this situation? And it, it, it all comes down to what are your intentions? Right? What, who's dictating the decision that you're making? Is it God or is it mammon? Right? And this is what I really believe. I, I believe over the decades after decades after decades, over the last 100 years, what's happened within the church is we've, be, we've become infiltrated with this, this poverty mindset. Right? And understand, this, isn't, this certainly, I'm not going to go into this a prosperity gospel or anything like that, but I'm certainly not going into a poverty gospel either. Right, because pros prosperity, being prosperous, is riddled throughout the Bible. Right, we are to be prosperous if we are abiding in Him. That's a, that's a that's a reality. But why aren't we? Right, so we're gonna everything that we talk about within the King's Council, absolutely one hundred percent will be founded on biblical principles. Okay, and, and here's the thing. We're not gonna we're not gonna pull out scriptures, we're not gonna like try to get something to fit our agenda, which I think happens throughout the church so often. But we're gonna everything that we do, every business advice, every tip that we give today is gonna be filtered through the lens of a of a biblical worldview. Like, does this make sense? Does this actually it, can I operate this way? Because this is this was a big thing for me. A big thing I'll get into in a second, but I just want you to understand what, what our intentions are within the King's Council. You guys know our, our intent unashamedly is to give away $100 million, 100. Every dollar that comes in to this community, this, we are a nonprofit. Every dollar that comes into this gets deployed. We were able to actually just give $30,000. I like choke up every time I say this, 30K to fight child sex trafficking. Right? Isn't that incredible? And that's for every one of you that's poured into this, this kingdom community, that's where that money is going. Right? And, and here's the thing the, the text that we got back from this gentleman, we got to go spend a couple days with him down in uh, North and South Carolina. Was that two weeks ago? The text that he got back was like, You guys, just so you know, um, you just rescued over 800 little kids. 800 little kids. I mean, that's what this is about, guys. And you know what the crazy thing is? Is it takes it takes thirty thousand dollars to do that. It's sick. It's gross. It's disgusting. But if kingdom entrepreneurs don't come together to be the resource, to be the provision for the God-given vision for the church, and I, last I read, it's like we are called to take care of widows and orphans and bug eaters, 
right? I'll let Josh talk about bug eaters a little bit later. But that's our, our, our calling. And so if we've been given this ability to create wealth, my hope for you is when you, when you think about and you write down like what is your intention, my hope is that it's not about me, 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 right? But it's about him, 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 okay? And what has he called me to do? And for some of you, it's to build a, a successful apparel business, right? For, for others, it's, it's to crush uh, uh, housing projects that, that you're able to put 14 to 16 dudes in at a time, right? You guys are going to get to hear about some of these businesses, and it's what we do. If we can be the, the funnel, the vessel for God to use on this earth, there is nothing, I don't believe there's anything that we can't do, that he can't do through us. We know he can do everything, but he's called us. It's crazy that he's asked us to, to be the vessel for his kingdom to rule and reign on this earth. That's what we're talking about, guys. And let me give you a few statistics here. This is what aggravates the heck out of me. If, if any of you have read, has, has anybody read the Kingdom Entrepreneur book we released, a, a couple of us? Okay. I want to make sure that you guys get a copy of that before you leave, okay? Even if it's just a PDF, um, because there's, a, there's some crazy statistics that I'm going to run through here with you guys uh, that just is, it's very aggravating, but it's very, uh, it's very attainable for us to, to reverse this, right? In the economy, we talk about the kingdom economy here, and this is why this is such an emphasis that I believe God is calling us as, as Christians to, to be, an, be the effect here, be the change in the kingdom economy. The, the reality is the Muslim community, one dollar, okay, one dollar exchanges hands, what do we got, 14 to 16 times. That means if I'm a business owner and I, I'm, I'm a Muslim, right, I'm of the Islamic faith, I'm going to say, I'm, gonna, I'm so loyal to, to my brother in my faith, I'm going to actually do business with him above, above and beyond anybody else. 14 to 16 times that dollar will exchange hands. 14 to 16 times. There's no, no, no question or no understanding how that religion is, is like one of the fastest growing throughout the entire world. They, they can come into, this just happened in, in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, right? They, they come in and within three years, they completely dominate the entire economy, the entire culture. This is what's happening. When you have provision, you have the ability to control culture. It's the reality of the situation, and we're losing tremendously on this, guys. The Jewish faith, $1 exchanges hands 10 to 13 times. 10 to 13 times. They're loyal. They're willing to do business with each other. Anybody know what the Christian faith is? We don't even do it one time. Are you kidding me? We don't even do this one time. And here's back to my point. The spirit of mammon. A lot of people just think, and this is again what I believe, what I believe the enemy has done. He's infiltrated the church, infiltrated the mind that we think that if we don't spend, if we're only saving our money, right? If we talk about the parable of the chance, the guy that just sat on it and buried it was called wicked. Woo! He didn't put it to use. And this is what we have to do. We have to understand this, guys. Most Christians, most kingdom. I don't even know if they, they're kingdom-minded, but they, they, they believe they're, they're a Christian. They believe they're going to heaven, and they are serving money in their poverty. They're serving money in their poverty because they're not using it. They're not looking to money as an actual tool of what it could do, what it could be. Back to just being a, an actual vessel 
of like God. What? So here's how we we understand this. Back to we can't serve both God and Mammon. How do we know who we're serving in, the, in any particular situation? It's it's very simple. Took me a long time to get this, but it's very very simple. All you got to do is ask yourself, who's dictating the decision? Is it God? Is God telling me to do this, or is it Mammon? Right? And this could be this could be from a from an understanding of oh I I should start this business, right? Because God's telling me, or I, I can't do it because it's too risky, Mammon. Right? We understand this. It, mammon isn't the physical dollar bill. It is the spirit of money, the spirit of poverty, the spirit of even prosperity from a, from a worldly sense. It's gnarly, and it's infiltrated all of us. And we're going to rectify that today. We're going to start to unpeel. We're going to peel back the onion of like, why do I think this way? And as we start to just see the opportunities and the, the availability that all of us are, are, have at our hand, at our disposal, how do we put that thing to use? guys ready to do that today? It's going to be a fun day. It's going to be an absolute fun day. I haven't got through any of my slides yet. That's, that's the opener, right? As Mark Driscoll would say, when he's got 45 minute message. I'm not going to do that because there's so much that we want to unpack today, but I, I'm going to break down. I, I'm not even going to go through these statistics because there's so much. There's so much, but here, here's the reality. Only 6% of Americans today are self-employed. Okay. And this isn't a shot at, at, uh, uh, people that are employees, not at all, right? Because it's what culture has taught us. It's, it's what we've been indoctrinated over the last 100, 150 years through the Industrial Revolution of like get a job, go into insane amounts of debt, uh, and then now work 40 years to retire and hopefully you've paid that debt off, right? This, that example is nowhere throughout scripture, zero. There's no such thing as an employee in the Bible, right? Up until even 1913, this is when, when a lot of things actually changed. Up until 1913, you went to school until about the seventh grade-ish, what we know of now, and you, you started your business at that point. Whether it's like you took over dad's like blacksmith business or you're a farmer, whatever it is, here's the thing. You, you created value, you brought value to the marketplace. And the marketplace dictated, is it valuable enough for me to exchange dollars? That's it. It wasn't some human, some master-slave relationship saying, you're worth $10 an hour. When we enter that relationship, you've now put yourself as a slave. You've, the reality is you are, you are a slave to your master because they're telling you where you got to be, when you got to be there, how long you got to be there, if you can even take a bathroom break or not. Well, you want two weeks of vacation, you got to ask for all of that. And so, so many of us as, as an entrepreneur, the only way that I really have understood this is so many employees, I think, will, will ask, like, God, I want to be blessed more. I want to give more. I want to, I want to do more for your kingdom. But if you are a slave to your master, you're serving money in that type of role, in that position. you got to make yourself available. And I know every single one of you has made yourself available as an entrepreneur. Okay? you got to put yourself in a position to receive. If you're bound by a, a master-slave relationship as an employee, it's just not going to work. Right? Because the only way God can bless you is if they bless them as well. From a financial standpoint. Okay? And back to this, this understanding of, okay, we're here to create wealth. We have to put ourselves in that position to receive it. And this is where it comes down to, what do we have? What's our business? What are we here to actually do and create? 
And I think so many of us, and I just want to encourage you, even if some of you right now maybe don't even have a business yet, or you're kind of questioning, like, is this the right one? I don't really know. It's, it's so often we look to the world for like, what am I supposed to do? When at the end of the day, most of it's right within us, right? And it's, it's asking our creator, like, God, what do I do in this situation? What is it that you've given me to actually build, to multiply, right? He will multiply what you have if you put yourself in the position to do so, right? I always think of, of uh, when uh, Peter and John and I believe James are fishing, right? They fish all night long and they come back. They haven't caught a dang thing all night long. And then Jesus comes alongside and goes, just throw your net on the other side, right? They're like, we've been fishing all night long. Now just throw the net on the other side. He's like, just trust me. And they do it. I think that simple act of obedience is what brought in so many fish. that The boat was freaking sinking because they obeyed. And they didn't think about, well, we did all this. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. And all of a sudden, there's an idea. It's like, okay, should we obey? So some of us today are going to get an idea. And you got to take that to the Lord. Was this from God or is this just some of us? You know, we barbecue later, get a little grumpy stomach, and it's like, oh, was that God or was that uh, the barbecue, right? But you got to take that to God. You're going to get an idea. There's going to be downloads. There's going to be uh, divine wisdom that's going to take place today. And I'm, again, back to just my intention here. Our intention is to provide uh, discernment, provide uh, ideas, provide insights on how to actually take our business, what do we have, and how do we... Be fruitful, Genesis 1.28, be fruitful. How do we multiply? How do we subdue this earth? How do we have actual dominion from a kingdom culture standpoint? That's what we are called to do here. You guys with me? Okay, all right. So I'm going to go through all of these different slides that are in the book if you guys want to actually look at these statistics of what, if Christians actually just obeyed, were obedient to what Scripture said, there would literally be no hunger in, America, in the world. There'd be no issues with water. There'd be no poverty. There'd be nothing. Problem is we don't obey, right? It's the reality of this, uh, the situation. Okay, and, and, and the only way that I believe this is going to change is through entrepreneurship. It's, 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 just the, it's the only way that it's going to change is by kingdom entrepreneurs actually stepping into this role uh, to lead, to be the actual provision for the church. Okay, and real quick, what is a kingdom entrepreneur? Okay, king, Jesus is king. A few of us are rocking some of those shirts today. Jesus is king, we know that. Okay, if we have that understanding, if we look at the, the suffix of that word, D-O-M, kingdom, okay, dom comes from the word domain, which is a territory governed or ruled by somebody. But when it's used as a suffix, it takes on the, the, the tense of, a, a state or a being, like boredom or stardom or freedom. Can I get an amen? Kingdom is Jesus is king. He's ruler and reigner of our heart. Ultimately, that's, that's number one. As a kingdom entrepreneur, it's a state of being. It's, it's how I operate. It is my operating system. His rule and reign in my life. That's what a kingdom entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, simply means to undertake. The root French word of that literally means to undertake. So I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, 
if you're an 11 year old little girl back there, right? If you're, if you're a content creator, you're an entrepreneur, you're undertaking the task at hand. With Jesus as ruler and reigner of our life, we're undertaking this task at hand and we are creating the kingdom economy. But the thing about the economy, okay, how, how does a nation actually gauge their economic like um, uh, status? GDP, GDP, gross domestic productivity. Okay, keyword productivity. I think I have a slide for this actually. Unless I passed it. I don't know. I don't know where it is. <laughs> but the kingdom economy is an understanding of God's rule and reign and then the productivity that we provide. And the, the most incredible thing is that you can be, I really believe that you can be productive and not fruitful as an entrepreneur. But it is absolutely impossible for you to be fruitful and not be productive. And as throughout all of the New Testament, there's, there's multiple times of talking about bearing fruit, being fruitful in what we do. And as kingdom entrepreneurs, as we create this kingdom economy, that's what we are called to do. And it, back to one, Genesis 1.28, the original command okay, Jesus gives us. He created us, and then it was, go forth, be fruitful. Okay, this doesn't mean make babies. It's a, it's, a, it's a version of it, to be fruitful and multiply. But what it actually means is to create that, to carry that kingdom culture throughout this earth. Right, but not far. The, the most incredible thing in, in, in Genesis chapter 2.15, God actually asked us to co-create with him. If we really understand this role as an entrepreneur, most of us, we're creators. We're called to create. Okay, we're created, we're created in his image, the original creator, the original entrepreneur. We are called to create, whether that's a business, art, music. We're creators. And in, in chapter 2, verse 15, God actually pulls Adam. They're in the garden. God pulls Adam aside and said, hey, man, we're, we're, we're creating some of these, uh, these animals. What, what do you want to name them? Could you just imagine this? If you just put yourself in that situation, like, what, do, what should we name these things? He asked Adam to co-create with him. Like the, the, the lion over there, the big bushy mane, like, what do you want to call it? The tall neck there is like giraffe, right? Like, it's incredible. And I'm telling you now, yes, Genesis chapter 3 happened. We jacked it up. Okay, there was creation. There was the fall. There was the promise of Jesus, though. Throughout the Old Testament, there's, there's a promise of a returning Messiah. And then New Testament, Jesus comes on the scene. This is what's fascinating to me. He comes on the scene, and what is he declaring the whole time? You guys know this? Is he saying, uh, uh, is he telling us how to be saved? Is he talking about any of that? Kingdom. He comes on the scene. He's like, the kingdom of heaven is here. He restored the original intent, okay, the original intent of creation was restored when he returned. And he's even given us a helper to, to, to operate this thing out. So as kingdom entrepreneurs, we are called to co-create with the original creator. And that's how we ultimately have kingdom culture throughout this earth. Is we, we take that, we, we've got what we have, we're fruitful, we multiply this, and now we have dominion. Okay, that's what we're going to do the rest of this day. With me? 
Nobody's okay. All right. All right. We're awake. We're awake. Okay. So, so much more uh, that, that I want to go in with you guys, but I want to dive into really masterminding this thing out because it, my heart behind, I was in a number of masterminds throughout uh, building businesses. Scott and I had been in a number of one. We've spent six figures to be a part of these darn things. And Man, it's not even four, actually four years ago, almost exactly this time frame where I'm sitting on my couch going, is this what life's about? I'd given my life to Christ at the age of 16. I, I like to joke, I gave my life to entrepreneurship at the age of 15, and I gave my life to Christ at the age of 16. And I uh, had an incredible time in my life, but as I started to make money, I realized that, I mean, money is a great magnifier. It really is. And when I started to make a lot of it, I realized I was not that great of a dude. Okay, and, and the beautiful thing is God allowed me to grow through a time period in my life that I just had to go through. I had, I had to grow through this period because once you give your life to Christ, if you're, if you're actually gonna commit to this thing, you now are gonna go through something called sanctification. And it's hard, right, Leslie? Like. It, this is, but it's so freaking worth it, right? And it wasn't until four years ago that I actually understood there's a difference between looking to Jesus as Savior and Jesus as Lord. And when I was sitting on my couch, we just moved in, Ash and I and Ellie in the back, we just moved into a beautiful home on the lake. I'm sitting on my couch one night just thinking, is this what life is about? Am I just, is this it? Am I just called to go make money, create a business? Is that what this thing is truly about? And I looked across the, the business community that's out there, and I'm like, man, there's, there's great masterminds out there, but most of them, you know, none of, there wasn't any of them that I was a part of or even could find that had Christ at the center of any of it. And that's ultimately when this, this, this birthing of what we now have the King's Council was, was starting to be established. It's like, all right, who, does anybody else have this feeling, this, this call, this desire that I know I'm supposed to make money, but can I? Can I as a Christian, can I still be a good Christian? Can I love Jesus with my heart, soul, mind, and strength and still go crush business? That was an internal struggle. Has anybody struggled with that? Right? It's like, can I actually do this? Because isn't money like evil? Isn't like, I enjoy the pleasures of it, but am I, isn't, can I actually do that? And what, what unleashed me on this thing, guys, was understanding. I'd read this, the parable of the Good Samaritan, over and over. I'd read it many times. But what unlocked my, my brain and my heart on this was reading through this parable again. Luke chapter uh, 10, I believe it is. And as I read the parable, you guys have all read it, right? Okay, there's a priest, there's a Levite uh, that, are, that are coming by. They see somebody that's in need, and it's like, ah. I don't, I'm busy. I don't have time. Or maybe, how about I don't even have the resources to take care of this person. So I don't, I don't, I'm going to save face and go on the other side of the street. Samaritan comes through. He's like, oh, snap. There's somebody that's in need. He bandages him up, takes care of him, puts oil on his head, puts him on his own donkey, travels him to the inn, puts him up in the inn, says, hey, even if there's, I, I got to continue on because here's my brain. Dude's got a business meeting, right? Like, he got business to do. He, can't, he doesn't have the time to do all this, yet he takes the time because he can. Because there's no master-slave relationship. 
slave to his, his creator, ultimately, right? But no, somebody's not bound him to a time and a resource ability. He pays for him. He says, hey, if there's anything else due, I'm coming back in a few days. If there's a debt due, it's on me. I got it. Just take care of this person. Jesus then just, it's very simple. It says, which one showed mercy? Obviously, the Samaritan, right? The Samaritan showed mercy. The very next verse is what a, like a lightning bolt shot through my head into my heart and, and set this burning desire of what we're doing now. The, the, the command then that Jesus gives is to go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. And I thought, oh, snap. It is incredibly expensive to be the Christian that Jesus, literally Jesus, has told us to be. How can I take care of somebody if I can't even take care of myself? And this is a mindset shift, guys. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't like a, I, I need to get more so I, I, I have more. I need to get more so I can give more. So back to the intentions. One thing, from, from that point on, there's one thing that I never did was I never created an income goal without first creating a giving goal. And this is part of casting vision for, for our lives, like what we're going to do here. Okay, goals are great. They're stepping stones. They're a means to an end that will help to fulfill that vision. So I would encourage you guys, as, as you start to like develop goals in your life and your business, create that giving goal first. Okay, that, that's, that's the intent. That, 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 uh, 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 your, where your treasure is, your heart is also, right? It's like, okay, God, I, I, I know I, I'm, I'm here to give a million dollars, a hundred million dollars, so we're gonna have to make at least 101 million, right? I got bills too, right? But that's the reality, guys. If, if that's our heart, if I'm just here to be the vessel and, I, and if I really want to, to be that impact on this earth, it's gonna take an incredible lot of money to do so. And that's what unlocked me. It was like, all right, I can do this, but now how do I do this by serving God or serving mammon? And this has just been a journey for the last four years of God just like peeling things back, growing me, taking us from incredible provision to like two years of hard hardness, right? Things were stripped away. And this is the thing, sanctification, if you guys have committed to that, it ain't going to be all rosy, Entrepreneurs, this thing ain't easy. This is not an easy thing to commit to. Whether it's a, a follower of Jesus Christ, we're, we're told it's going to be hard, but it is so freaking worth it. It is so worth it. And I believe entrepreneurship also is so worth it. It's going to be hard. And this is why not everybody can do it. But when we come together collectively and we're able to do this thing, lock arms, we're able to call on somebody like, bro, this sucks. I'm getting, I just got, you know, this letter. I just, uh, how do I do this? This is, this is what this, the point of this whole mastermind is about. Like, how do we do this thing together? Okay, so I, I hope some of you become a little motivated within this, but the whole point of, of this is, is more so to be inspired, number one, right, in spirit, not motivated by external factors or forces, but to be inspired from within, like a burning passion of this is what we're doing. So by the end of today, not only are you going to run out and say, we're going streaking, like old school, right? But we're going to provide the tools and the resources and the actual 
application to this thing as well in each and every one of your businesses. Okay, and as, as God has, has grown us over the last four years and really understood like what this King's Council is about, we are, here, here's what we are, guys. We are an extension of the local church. That's it. We ain't a church. Yeah, we're a nonprofit that's gonna, we're gonna give a ton of money away, but we're gonna do it by equipping and resourcing entrepreneurs that wanna run this race together. We're an extension. We're here to increase the tithe. You ain't tithing to us. You're tithing to your local church. We're here to increase that thing, and we are here to instill radical generosity, radical generosity for kingdom advancement on this earth. Can I get an amen with that? That's what we're here to do. And the only way that we can do that is together. This is literally the only way that this can happen. I can't do this. Josh, Scott, Graham, Todd in the back. We can't do this alone. And collectively, as we start to raise our hand, like, okay, does anybody else have this feeling? Anybody else want to be a part of this? Anybody else? We've, we've grown. We've been pruned many times, which is painful. But the mission continues. Right? That's what the forward facing. Everything that we're doing is, is for eternal purposes. That's where our, our, our focus is. How do we actually be the provision for the God-given vision on this earth? And we do that by locking arms together.